Hi there, and welcome to the Everything Accordion podcast. It took me a bit of time to release this episode, and the reason behind it is that I finally finished and published the Composer's Toolkit. What is the Composer's Toolkit? It's a series of 11 videos with more than 90 minutes of material, which is specifically designed to help composers approach the accordion for the first time. There are really a lot of great books on writing for the accordion, but I felt that composers also needed to hear and see how the instrument sounded and how some of these techniques were done. Thus, I decided to record this series of videos in which I deconstruct the techniques, how they are done, and I play some examples as well as showing examples from scores in the video. And some of the techniques which I talk about are pitch bending, beatings, vibrato, clusters, and a lot of the techniques which the accordionists have mastered over the past decades. Where can you find these videos? In order to get full access to all the videos, you can go to my Patreon page, where by becoming a benefactor and by contributing 30 US dollars or euros, you get access to all of the videos at the same time. The first video is free on the Patreon page as well as on my YouTube channel. And the second option to get the videos is by going to my website onto shop and video on demand. So you go to www.gennadierotari.com slash shop slash video on demand. You will find all of the links in the description of this episode. And on my website, it's also possible to purchase single videos. For example, a composer knows some of the techniques and how they're produced, so it's not that interesting. So instead of subscribing to the full series, a composer can decide to buy only one video with $2.99. I'll greatly appreciate it if you can share this series, this Composer's Toolkit, with your friends, with your colleagues, with composers who might be writing or might be interested in writing for the accordion, because I think this brings value and this will allow many composers to actually have a better idea of how the instrument works and how it sounds. So before we jump into this episode, I would like to thank Silvia Jedinecka for sending in a voice message to me and to the podcast. Unfortunately, my Polish skills are not that great, but I understood the message and I wanted to thank you very, very, very much for sending it in. And to all the other listeners, if you have some comments or suggestions, or if you just want to say hi, send in a voice message. There's a link below in the description of this episode, or send me a message on Instagram, or you can get in touch with me also by email. Now let's jump into this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Everything Accordion podcast. It is my great pleasure to invite a friend on the podcast, the amazing Italian accordionist who is very active in teaching, performing, experimenting, managing a cultural space. We met in, in the Conservatory of Trieste. We studied with the same teacher there. And yeah, it's my great pleasure to invite Margherita Berlanda to the podcast. So welcome, Marge. 
So thank you very much, uh, Gennady, for the invitation, and I'm very glad to be here and can speak about my activity. And so thank you for the invitation. <laughs> it's really my pleasure. And, you know, just to kick the conversation off, um, what I really like to ask in the beginning is, how did it happen? When was the first time you met the accordion? How, how did you become an accordionist? Okay, so I started uh, playing accordion studying in my hometown. It's a very, very small town here in Trentino Alto Adige in the north of Italy. And um, I get involved just at the beginning, just at the first sight. So I saw the accordion, I, I heard the sound and I thought, ah, that's something interesting and we can, we can do something with it. And it was a huge instrument. So maybe it was just fascinating about the, the sizes. So I was interested in what and how these sounds come from this instrument, this box mm -hmm. actually. And so um, I started in Pergine, then uh, I, do, I did the first steps uh, in this uh, uh, hometown uh, music school. Then uh, I met uh, Corrado Royaz, uh, and I went there to study in Mantua first, and then in Trieste, where we met. And then I had the opportunity to study with uh, Stefan Hussong uh, for an Erasmus project in Würzburg. And then I decided to move to Germany to um, develop my, my studies, to go deeper in the, in the matter of accordion in chamber music field, music for Mittlung, and it's something like a, like a degree for teaching and uh, mm -hmm. how to promote your own projects uh, about also the um, childhood and uh, contemporary music. And then uh, the concert examen, which is the last step, for example, in, in Germany, okay, before the PhD, because it's something mm -hmm. different, but uh, I mean, just in the performance field, uh, also at the Music Hochschule in Trossingen with Hans Meyer. And that's it. And then I removed to Italy. <laughs> just well, to that's it. That's it. that's quite a story, you know, like having be falling in love with the instrument like at first sight like that and just like going through. So I imagine you knew immediately that you wanted to be a musician and an accordionist. Yes, I knew. <laughs> it was like, you know, looking at the stars and saying, ah, oh, I would like to be an accordion. It was, it was quite strange because in my hometown and in, in general, in I think in the region, in Tredinaldo Adige, when I was younger, it was just, uh, it was really hard to, to think, okay, I want to be a musician and especially want to be an accordionist because accordion is really related to folklore, folk mm -hmm. music in general but i was fascinating just at the beginning also of my young music career um to other totally other fields of music so it was the baroque music or the contemporary for me it doesn't exist mm -hmm. the other so i have always never <laughs> played uh, folk music actually so it was quite strange so i had to, to fight a little bit with the family also to get them understand the matter and why i wanted really to be a musician and play accordion and <laughs> contemporary music baroque music <laughs> yes yeah no i think also because you know in italy well there's a cultural issue a little bit at hand that you know musicians are not really seen as Yes. full-time professionals that has changed luckily a little bit you know it's going into the yes. right direction um but yeah i can completely relate and understand like convincing your parents that that's the path you want to undertake yes. <laughs> go on you know yes so you did all of those amazing things you studied all over the place and now you're back in italy and what do you do right now Actually, I moved uh, because I wanted to bring something of my my experience, my international experience, 
France, uh, in Italy, and especially in my my region. So it was quite uh, not so easy at the beginning, and then it gets harder a little bit with the pandemic situation two years ago. But actually, um, here I could create something. So I'm I established a small association with whom I manage cultural things. Then I okay I teach sometimes, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Actually, we started uh, many projects, especially in the, in the field of um, chamber music. The project I love more in contemporary music field is the one with Azione Improvise Ensemble. We started our path uh, when I was already, I was still in Germany and also the other component of the ensemble. But then I, I think we get more into the matter when we, we went all back to Italy. And um, it's, it's uh, we are actives from, for I think four or five, no, four years. And uh, it's composed from accordion, theorbo, e-guitar and electronics. So actually it's quite a strange, <laughs> it seems yeah, quite a strange. I, I think uh, it's not only strange, <laughs> I, I think it's unique because I don't know any other ensemble that combines electric guitar, theorba and, and accordion, you know, that's probably like, in the contemporary music field, e electric guitar and accordion are being more and more accepted. So it's kind yes. of okay, we know them, but actually putting accordion, electric guitar and the tiorba together and doing also with electronics, I think that's absolutely unique. And, you know, just to give the listeners an idea, where can they find some of your recordings or videos? So we have a website at improvisa.com and then there is uh, our CD, the first CD we recorded uh, in two years ago, and first glimpse, so you can find it on Spotify and so on. Then we have an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and so on. And actually, we are gonna record this second CD uh, yet uh, in June, but I cannot say which, <laughs> with whom, which, which level <laughs> so far. Sure. Okay, we'll be waiting, and you know the. <laughs> Yes. will find all of the links that you mentioned in the description of the episode so we can click on it and go and hear because it's really great and unique and quite frankly it's quite crazy what you guys are doing you know with this ensemble so you know that's that's, that's really amazing so it was not a, uh, just a, a strange idea. So it was actually, we started because um, we thought, okay, we would like to have an ensemble that can combine all the qualities there are in this, uh, let's say, we wanted to create something it's new with a new voice. And we had the opportunity because I studied in Prosingen, which is, has also a very strong department of ancient music to listen to the combination accordion to orb. And we find it, we found it very interesting. And then there was a, this idea, okay, maybe it could be something because also accordion, it's a very multi-instrument, actually, that's very mm -hmm. polyedric. We can use it for to play, yes, for a folklore, to play tangos, to play contemporary music, to play Baroque music. And then we thought, ah, it's really, it sounds great. And then we thought, oh, but yeah, accordion, how could we combine these two sounds to create something like a, that can really have a, an history between the two instruments uh, from the past, the ancient music to the contemporary music. And then there was the okay, electronics, and in addition, also a guitar. And just to, to mention the, the great people that I'm working with, we are a gender balance ensemble. I, I like really a, a point also in the choosing of the repertoire and the composer we want to work with. And uh, there's Daniela Fantecchi at the electronics, Pierpaolo Di Napoli, a guitar, and Andrea Antonella, the turbo. Yeah, great. 
So I saw a post on Facebook of Giorgio Colombo Tacani, who I know who wrote for you. And he wrote on Facebook that, you know, in the last years he was kind of focused on writing for crazy combination of instruments but that was like the craziest thing that he has ever yes. done <laughs> writing for you guys so is there any other anecdote or funny story you can think of of you know like meeting a composer who you would collaborate with and being like okay guys i, I don't know let's see Actually, you're right, because I think the, <laughs> the craziest and the funniest reaction was this one of Giorgio Colobotacani, because uh, also the, the, the pieces, the first one was written for us, especially for us, because at the beginning, uh, that's I have to say, uh, the first component of the ensemble instead of Daniela was Raul Mazo, which is a composer and a researcher. Now he, is, he was working in Madeira uh, at the university doing their uh, PhD. And so uh, we started to experiment this if the sounds combination really works with him. And then he went to another path to go into the research academic field and then comes Daniela. And yes, mm -hmm. the first uh, Italian and important composer we work with was Giorgio Colombo Tacani. And it's funny because the um, the name of the, the piece is uh, Blind Trust, because uh, actually, okay, we asked him and then he was like, okay, I don't know. Actually, I trust you guys because I, I know each one of you as, as a performer, as a singular person, but I, don't, I have no idea if it's gonna work or, or it's not gonna work. <laughs> so Blind Trust, like, okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and let's look what's come from. So actually it was the, the funniest because the others, okay, you know, we had done, Okay, we did something and then there was already something to listen to and then oh, okay it works mm -hmm. so i think it was the the funniest <laughs> hey are you stuck with your career are you unsure whether the direction you're headed is the correct one perhaps you don't know what's your next step in the career or you just like to talk about your doubts feel free to book a virtual coffee with me or a career consultation just head to my website, gennadyrotare.com slash shop slash book online and choose the service which you would like to book. I would be very happy to listen to you and to give you a hand in understanding what's your next step towards the career you desire. Yeah, great. Uh, George is also very straightforward with his reactions, you know, the way he feels you will kind of like put it out there and, and say about that. And I know that there's another ensemble that you're really kind of, it's, it's a stable ensemble for you and it's your duo Alambic with cello. And I know yes. that you guys released a CD recently. Would you like mm -hmm. to say a couple of words about the ensemble and about the CD? Okay, actually that's the, um, with uh, Niccolò Nigrelli, the cellist. Uh, it's my, um, it's the first really stable collaboration uh, year for year. Um, and we, we met in Trossingen at the Hochschule. It's 10 years we are working together. And actually normally, um, that's that's that, that's this. Uh, we, we wanted to, there is in Trossingen a very strong tradition about uh, cello and accordion music because there was their Huguenot and then there was there was a lot of pieces released there and written there and so on. And every time I think it's important to say that the, the place you are studying at and uh, the people you are meeting in your path when you are a student, they really influence your choices in the future also in the meaning what kind of repertoire, what kind of music, what kind of sound you want to create. And then for sure, interesting, there was 
on, on the one hand, there was really a strong department of ancient music. The other, on the other one, there was a tradition of contemporary music. And so just from the beginning of our career, we wanted to combine the two. So really think, okay, we work on the very strong on ancient music and then also on contemporary music. And then actually we ended up our uh, a very with a very good tournée in China, promoted by the Shanghai Contemporary Arts and Culture Ministry, uh, and then there was the pandemic. So actually, uh, the, the COVID situation. So actually, Guys, it was do you have cold. something to do with that? <laughs> yes. So it was really it was really strange for us to be traveling like so much and then having really a a huge stop. So mm -hmm. um, in this period, we thought, uh, what could we really it was uh, there was like an um, it was necessary for us to to try to do a CD to like assign something we were working on for many years and then we thought okay that's the, the great point to release a CD with the repertoire we wanted to to go deeper and that was the choice about the three gambas sonata of Johann Sebastian Bach for um, cembalo and Yola de Gamba, played on the version accordion and uh, cello, and combined with the uh, Ignaz Moseles. And that's uh, the history of the CD, actually. Mm. Continuum, why, why actually accordion is doing the, in this time the, the continuum part. And mm -hmm. uh, we were very, we are very happy about uh, also the release and the critics so far. So we hope it will be, it was not easy actually, because it was, it's the first CD with this repertoire. So we have a lot of responsibility. I mean, mm -hmm. the first in this combination, because otherwise there is a lot of versions with many other instruments, not every time the, the ancient instrument, but it was mm -hmm. the first time accordion cello so to release a whole CD uh, with this repertoire. So we hope <laughs> we did well, but we are very convinced about this. And uh, we worked, actually it was like, uh, how can I say, the, the last step of our research so far. Mm -hmm. And where can the listeners of the podcast find your CD, buy your CD or listen to it? Uh, it's a Da Vinci uh, label. It's an Italian label, and then you can find it also Spotify Continuum. That's the, the, the title. Perfect. I will also put the links in the description of the episode so the listeners can go and click on it and go directly uh, to, to the CD. So that's about the Duo Alambique. And I know that you're also involved in another project, which is more of a performative character and it's Kalakara group and you know it would be really interesting if you could say a couple of words about that as well. Yes, thank you. So actually, um, as an accordionist, uh, I think I'm very I'm interested in a lot of stuff and uh, not but just uh, casual stuff. I think um, what interested me just from the beginning of my studies is like this binomic, like between the body of the accordionist and the accordion itself. From this research that I was every time thinking, how can we develop also this this uh, this potential of having just a huge instrument and using the body comes this first collaboration with uh, Anna Sova is a very young and super talented uh, composer um, and the violinist Dorota Yashinska also there is a long history because we met also in Trieste like many years ago not so many but some years ago and um, 
Actually, this group, Kalakaram, was born uh, in uh, three years ago, and uh, we won a couple of uh, scholarships promoted from Pergine Festival, which is a performance festival here in Trentino Alto Adige. And then at the last, the Fringe Selection, which is um, with other also other musicians, which is a very important uh, call for international operas production uh, from the Haydn Foundation of Trient and Botsen, which is an orchestra and a foundation. Mm-hmm. Actually, there we develop um, like a music theater language, which uses and combines movement, uh, gestures, and contemporary music. Every time we work as a trio, so in the meaning we look for a theme, and then Anasova uh, writes the music, which is every time, but not really written, there is an influence between a really a working on the piece with the interpreters. So it's really, mm, going not it's not really a three or not really a duo it's really like a collective let's say like that mm-hmm. an artistic team where we work on different aspects of the contemporary music in combination with the uh, theatrical languages let's say like mm-hmm. that beautiful i think that's also something very unique in that sense because you know having as you were saying working basically like an ensemble like a collective because that way you create the entire experience around a certain topic, certain atmosphere, situation, and I think it's really, really, really great. And do you also have some videos of this group? Yes, so also there we have the our website, and we also we can find you can find some videos on. Um, Actually, the Anomalia, which is my association, and Anomalia uh, Contemporary Lab on YouTube. Ah, and Maybe. we have an Instagram page. <laughs> Perfect. So I, I'll put a hell of a ton of links on the description of the episode so listeners can really go and hear and see all of these unique things that you are doing, I think, in the space of the accordion world. And I know that you're also very active as pedagogue as a teacher and I also know that you are doing a summer course which is I found very interesting I saw it the other day on Facebook mm-hmm. would you like to kind of introduce this and promote it for the listeners who might actually think you know I don't know where to go this summer to improve my skills so why not go and do this course with Margarita okay <laughs> let's try <laughs> anyway it's uh, it's called this um, accordion plus it's a summer music course which is located in Bresanone, Brixen, which is very close to uh, to Boston, like, let's say, in mm-hmm. Sutra. And um, the place is very, very nice because it's set in Vincentino, which is like a college. And it's very interesting, mostly, because it's not just a course with me, but there are five teachers, so five different ideas. And you can work all, the, all this week. It's actually five days with different teachers. So on the same uh, play, on the same piece or what you want, but with all these people, you don't have to choose absolutely one teacher. And uh, I think there is a very good choice this year because we are very different as a musicians and as a teacher, all the people involved. Maybe mm-hmm. I can mention some names. It's okay. The, Please do. <laughs> okay, Matteo Facchin and Carl Huber, which are actually the promoter of this very, very interesting course because they worked in uh, Botsen uh, province and mm-hmm. um, in the music school there. 
Uh, they are playing uh, Bach and accordion. Then there is Giorgio della Rolle, which is specialist on ancient music, so it's very interesting, I think, also for this reason. Then uh, uh, Davide Vendramin, which is the teacher in uh, the professor, sorry, in the um, v uh, Conservatory of, Vic of Vicenza, and also I think it's more specialized in contemporary music. And then that's me, as a you, <laughs> the only woman, but. <laughs> For the minute, well, there is one. <laughs> it's well, you know, you, there are actually many great female accordionists, and yes. you know, um, we're doing lots of great stuff. So now I'm trying to focus on balancing the podcast a little bit more because up until now, I've had only one female guest, and she wasn't even a musician. Well, she was a musician, but she did these carbon cases from Luma Suite which now mm -hmm. unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. But, um, and yeah, I think it's really important and also to have, you know, uh, female yes. perspective doesn't say anything, but to have more um, female musicians and female accordionists yes. being more present also because at that point, somebody who is young, a girl who is learning the accordion, for example, can see many role models, not only as a male instrument, because when I was yes, presenting it important. in Germany in a, in a music school, somebody asked me, oh, is it only a boy's instrument? And I thought it was very strange to receive that question, but it's true. You go to a competition, it's basically only male jury yes. members and, you know, that's a, is a point I think also as a solist, I want to focus on, I mean, every time, you ask for pieces so i was i'm looking every time for also women composers not just because to do because there is a lot of good literature which was written from me from the male point of view also but also there are a lot of female composers which are very very good so also in yeah. my solo projects every time i try to combine or minimum to give a chance also to young new composers Absolutely. And I think it's a very important path. And, you know, I always encourage people to kind of consider these aspects. And in my programs as well, I try to balance them out 50, 50, mm -hmm. 60, 40, as much as I can, you know, vending depends, of course, on the organizers and so on. But sure. it's, <laughs> it's important to give this space and to present also new things. Otherwise, we're going to stay, you know, in the same male dominated uh, accordion space basically you know so hey would you like to be the protagonist of one of the episodes of the podcast i would really love to make an episode with the travel stories of accordionists because i am sure that each of us had a fun or a terrifying or a very stressful or meaningful experience when traveling with our accordion so if you have a fun story or a terrible story, you can either write it to me on Instagram or you can send in a voice message. And if you'd like, I would include your voice message into this episode while you recount this story. And I will also tell a few stories from my experience and also from some friends who told their stories because I think it's a really fun episode and I would really love you, dear listeners, to contribute to this episode. So send in your voice message or send your message to me on Instagram or by email, and I will read it out on the episode. 
it's very important. Um, I will put the link also to this course, which I find super interesting on, um, on the description of this episode. And my last question to you, Margarita, is what projects are you looking forward to this year and where can people hear you, see you and, you know, catch you? Uh, for May and June, I can say what, ha what I have in my calendar. And um, basically, I'm, I'm play I will play uh, with Azzen Improvisa and uh, as a soloist. Uh, we will begin on the 3rd of May in uh, Berlin for Unerhörte Music Festival in Becca A Theater with Azzen Improvisa, presenting Seats, which is a, a project we could um, uh, realize with the uh, um, sustain of the financial support of Ernst von Siemens Music Stiftung in 2021. Uh, then, with species, uh, with maybe I can say this with the repertoire is Marco Momi, Lula Romero, Farzia Falla, Daniela Fantecchi, and Zenobaldi. Then uh, I'm in Milan at uh, the 18th of uh, May for Rondot, uh, the Festival Rondot of Development Ensemble, playing uh, Kei Korada, uh, Yugi Pakpan, Samir Odetamimi, and a uh, premiere by um, Roberto Vetrano. Uh, then we'll be with a masterclass and concert for Fondazione Pisari, promoted by this Fondazione and Giorgio Colombo Tracani on the 22nd of May. And then, small pause, <laughs> then in June, I uh, will be in Milano Musica for um, Il Teatro della Voce, which is a very interesting project promoted from um, Conservatory of Milan and created by this, uh, Laura Catrani, who is a great uh, singer, and then uh, Manca, Professor Manca. And this year, we were the ensemble in residence. So we will play with Azione Improvisa, five premieres for uh, ensemble and voice from five young uh, uh, students of the, of the Conservatory of Milan. And then uh, the last uh, um, fixed date in June, it's for Traiettorie Festival on, this, uh, uh, on the 12th of June. Uh, and there I will play two small concerts uh, with uh, Yugi Pakpan and Roberto Bestrano in the program. And that's it. And I think in general for this, uh, okay, in summer I have other, other stuff, but uh, in general for, um, let's say in for this, this year and the, the, the next upcoming years, I would like to go deeper with my solo repertoire and with also with Azione Improvisa repertoire. As in the solo repertoire, I, I will play other premieres. I think one other premiere this year, which is a solo for accordion and electronics by Anna Soba, which will be premiered in, in December of this year. And um, I have other collaboration with other composers, but uh, I would like to stay quiet till this is not really concrete. And the same with Azione Improvisa. Just stay tuned because uh, I cannot say more, <laughs> but the hope is to, to have the, the chance and the possibility to go on like that or more, because uh, it's, we must say as a, if you wanna be a professional musician, it's not easy. It's not easy in Italy, it's not easy abroad, it's not easy in any place, I think, but uh, it's a luxus to, can, to, to be able to, to fight for this actually. Mm -hmm. So that's the hope. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, thank you for saying that you have a busy two months ahead of you and wish you all like all the best and all of the luck for these concerts. Uh, for the listeners, if you can catch Margarita in any of these places, go and listen to her. She is a really great musician, so it's really Thanks. worth hearing, hearing the ensemble and the solo concerts. And uh, yeah, as you said, like, let's hope that these things stay stable. So listeners go to her website and check out the dates and, you know, stay updated <laughs> because you don't want to miss these concerts. Uh, Margarita, thanks a lot for being here and for dedicating your very busy schedule, finding a time slot for the podcast. It has been a pleasure and I wish you all the best. Hopefully, have you back on the podcast at some point very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Gena, for the invitation and bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. If you really enjoy the podcast and all the episodes and all of the great guests, and you would like to hear more and get exclusive content, both from the podcast and from me, consider becoming a supporter, a benefactor, or a patron on my Patreon page. Just head on to patreon.com slash Rotari, or click on the link in the description of this episode and consider supporting my activity, both here as a podcast and as a musician. This really helps me keep motivated and bring new content to you, dear listeners. Thank you very much, and see you in the next episode.